0: The Nation Podcast,
1: Miguel Tello. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the B Nation Podcast. How are you guys? How are you doing? Another week, another episode here, but this time we are presenting you episode 12 plus one. Welcome to Viva La Música. It's not about superstitions. It's about the destiny and the magic of doing something special even for myself, as this Friday but 37 years ago, my hero decided to include me in this world. We're never gonna have another episode like this one again. Now, more than ever, it's time to celebrate music with Viva La Musica. We have a double musical guest bill, Stunning guests that they are artists that people around you will talk about it tomorrow. If you want to know what do we have on this week's episode, Laura is here and she's bringing one more time the summary.
0: On episode 12, class 1, Viva la Musica! This is such a unique episode that it will never ever happen again. And for that reason, it's time to celebrate music. Our song of the week is Get More Rest by Dylan Dunlop. Maybe
2: I should get more rest
0: Take the time to call my friends
2: Get to all the things I said I'd do It's like deja vu Or maybe I should just get stoned
0: Watch the world explode from Ohio, 90s kids will guarantee good times.
3: Hey, this is Corey from 90s Kids, and you're listening to the B Nation Podcast.
0: She's so pretty, and in one of her songs, is asking to stop asking about her. But she's here, it's Zoe Ferguson. Hi, I'm Zoe Ferguson, and you're listening to the B Nation Podcast. Pour One Out is a fantastic song from Haley Gold that she is with us on this episode.
4: Hey, y'all, it's Haley Gold here, and you're listening to the Bee Nation Podcast.
0: And a double musical guest bill. Teres and Natalie Say. Welcome to the B Nation podcast.
1: We listen to the production of the show. Mary and Laura are part of the team. And my name is Miguel. Welcome to another episode of the B Nation podcast. And if you want to submit your music for consideration, please send us an email to podcast at bnation.com podcast at the BNation.com. and also you can follow us on TikTok under the username the Podcast. and we're gonna start the episode as always with our son of the week it's time to discover this artist that his name is Dylan Dunlap he has a song that represents some struggles about mental health and anxiety listen carefully to this beautiful song that is called Get More Rest his name is Dylan Dunlap and he's our son of the week
2: Woke up early somehow i'm already behind Seven thirty. turns out there's still not enough time people talking no one listens to the other side i'm exhausted someone medicate me i've been paid. Choice I make is useless, and that all my days will end up wasted on excuses. Maybe I should get more rest, take the time to call my friends, get to all the things I say. Like deja vu Or maybe I should just get stoned Sit and watch the world explode Try to think of something I can do To save my youth Maybe I should get more rest One more coffee Fill these circles under my eyes
1: beautiful song that is called Get More Rest because, you know, sometimes simplicity makes music really special. His name is Dylan Dulap, and this song is our song of the week. Coming up on the B Nation podcast, we have a chat with our guests, Zoe Ferguson and Hailey Gold, and we have musical performances by Teres and Natalie Shea. But now, after the release of their debut EP last year called Doing Love Wrong, they are back with a brand new single that is called Mandy Moore, and today we have Straight From Ohio. To Corey from the 90s Kids and I just want to give him a warm welcome to the B Nation podcast. How are you, Corey? I'm doing great, Miguel. Thank you so much for having me. And it's an absolutely honor to, to have you here on the show because last week we have a man Moore as our son of the week on the B Nation podcast. It was actually spin the whole week because it has been requested a lot here on the show. is fantastic and we want to ask you like you know like uh one question from that for me is very important because i'm a person as well that i am i was born in on the in the and i was born in the 90s you know i'm not gonna start with with obviously common questions because i know that obviously you guys like you feel so much identified, you know with that decade which is the 90s and there's a lot of nostalgia you know from, from that from that era and also as well like i believe that in your music there is a lot of influences from the 80s right so it's like there's a little, little bit like of, of everything but for example for me like when i when i was in the 90s you know i i feel like the communication from uh, uh, from people don't get me wrong i feel like uh, a lot of like let's say i appreciate a lot that i feel like that the technology that we have now these days is a blessing and i feel like you know like it's fantastic but Sometimes I feel like the communication with people that was more natural in the 90s, you know, like was actually more more realistic, let's say like that. Will, for you, like, what is that thing that you remember, that value that you remember from the 90s, that you feel like it should be now in 2021?
3: Yeah, I I would agree with you almost 100% with, uh, I mean, kind of the the reason that we called the band 90s kids is that, you know, it it speaks more for the generation of people than it does just saying, hey, I was born in the 90s, so I'm a a 90s kid, right? It is sort of speaking to the generation of nostalgia where, you know, we grew up in simpler times where, you know, we didn't have, you know, social media and, and information overload and everything at the tip of our finger and, you know, our attention spans were a little better. And, um, you know, just just things like uh, being able to go knock on somebody's door and ask them to hang out instead of uh, sending a text or, you know, going and renting a movie with your family from Blockbuster, Um, you know, simple things like that that just don't exist in today's world that that we you know we take so much for granted what we have at our fingertips now and you know i think that being a 90s kid is really having that understanding of what came before while also trying to navigate all of this crazy information overload and technology kind of bubble bursting so you know to me and to us, I think what what being a '90s kids mean, or what being a '90s kid means, uh, is more you know kind of being in that generation or that mindset of of memory and nostalgia and and
1: being unplugged for a little bit. Yeah, and you know what? Like, I was actually remember that uh, when on the radio they they were like premiering like the new song of like any artist the excitement that you have like to when when you were hitting that track on the radio for the first time, you know, like I think that's one of the things for me especially that it was missing because obviously for me, like the way that obviously like music is distributed in that way, I think for me, especially I missed that that, that, that part because I was really I remember to be very excited, you know, when I when a track was actually established artist was actually on the radio, you know, like how they were doing the premiere. You know, that was that was a thing. Right. And now it's kind of just
3: like, hey, it popped up on Spotify. So I'm going to go listen to it on the Internet real quick. And, you know, people people listen to music through their phone speakers for the first time. I remember, you know, when when a record would come out, you know, I would go to the store and and buy a CD and pop it in and just lay in my bed with a pair of headphones and and listen to the whole thing straight
1: through. Um, and, And just so much has changed now. No, definitely. Let's talk about now about the latest single that is called Mandy Moore, which is a song that I love. Let me read a little bit of the lyric. So she says she's off in her own world. I think she's a Mean Girl. I wish she, she was more like Mandy Moore, like Mandy Moore. My question is, do you think like uh, Mandy Moore, it was like Suya's candy?
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I I think where that all came from, right? Is and there's actually in that lyric you mentioned that that's actually a reference to the movie Mean Girls uh, as well. So just a little sprinkle in there. But I mean, really, where that came from was. Uh, you know watching old movies like a walk to remember and thing and, and, and all of that with with Mandy Moore it was like man they just they don't make movies like that anymore and we kind of twisted that to like people don't act like that anymore there's yeah. you know the, this aspect of of romance and love, it's just not what it was in the past you know there are people out there who who are in relationships for superficial reasons or you know maybe they're they're too connected to their phone and not connected enough to their relationships and you know it's, it's just caused this whole disconnect in society I think from a relationship perspective and and so this whole song and that whole line is really just about hey like can we just get back to basics and just be people and, and love each other because we love each other, you know, and, and Mandy Moore and all the characters that she played in those old classic movies were, it was such a great personification of that ideal.
1: And obviously I just, we just have to mention that uh, you guys have this song with the fans, right? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great friend of ours. I want to ask you like how, ended up like obviously doing this collaboration together and like and when do you guys like this?
3: Yeah so um Jake Fangs and and us uh, went on tour last uh summer or I guess last spring uh, right before COVID started um and we got to finish the tour and you know really grew close together and and uh Jake is is such a nostalgic guy and he's just like a dictionary of old school 90s and 2000s references and you know as we grew closer you know we talked a trip down to Nashville and and we sat down in a room together and we just we wrote the song together with him. Um and we we all just loved it and vibed on it so much that that you know he was like hey can I uh, can I sing on this one? And we were like, absolutely, of course. Um, it just works so well because it's such a it's such a song full of references and kind of old school Easter eggs, right? And it was so fun putting that together with him that it just felt right to have his voice on the song as well. Hey, this is Corey from Nineties Kids, and this is our latest single, Mandy Moore, on the B Nation Podcast.
1: So you just hear a song that we play here so many times on the B Nation podcast because, for example, last week it was our song of the week, "Man Be and we had the pleasure to speak to Hori from the Night Kids, that he's on the on the show today. And I want to ask you one thing, Cory, because one of the things that I that we were talking about before previously, I think we live in a society that we are we want things more easy and everything like more quick. You know, like for example, like I was talking to another friend the other day that I don't know how you feel like, but now everything, If, you, for example, if you ask for uh, any cup, you know, like, and then that cup, it takes like five minutes late, you know, like you get uh, stressed, you get furious, you know, and then we want things like so, so, so quickly. Do you think that also that affects in music as well? I think it absolutely does. And,
3: um, you know, I, I have this conversation a lot with, you know, the guys in the band and just, just friends in the music industry, but we have reached this stage of immediacy and content overload to the point where, you know, it almost becomes less special, you know, like we were talking about when when a song comes out or something because it's just, you know, it's, it's at the click of a button and it's right there and there is no you know, sort of patiently waiting kind of, you know, I'm gonna go drive to the store and buy the CD and hope it's in stock. And I think it's it's been great to keep people connected and keep things coming faster. But from that perspective, you know, I think this this age of sort of shortening attention spans and, and kind of digital content overload has really created, you know, kind of a die down in, in, you know, what it used to mean to release music. And now, you know, I think that music is really thought of as, as a piece of digital content rather than a piece of art. Um, and, and that's what I think is is such a struggle for Uh, I think modern day musicians, right. Is, is you're being constantly pushed to, to, get new content out, get new music out. And really, you know, what we want to do and what, what's at the heart of music is the art and the feeling and the emotion. And I think, you know, it's, it's definitely become more difficult in today's age to convey that and get people excited and get people invested in the world you've created as an artist when, you know, it's, it's been commercialized in such a digital, you know,
1: content focused way. No, definitely. I mean, I am completely completely agree with you. So I have to say that one of the things that binds you as a band is when, when you guys are live. You know, when you guys are doing a show, when you guys are doing concerts, I think that's that the magic of like, um, of seeing like the 90s kids like, um, live. You know, obviously how you guys like perform. I guess that last year it was it was difficult. It was like uh, complicated for so many people here. For example, on the show, we talk about the challenge is that obviously like um, we have to, as uh, people that we work in the industry, you know, we have to deal the uh, significant times as, as COVID was, you know? For example, like for so many artists, songwriters, they were telling me how difficult it was to do a songwriting session through Zoom, you know, like obviously uh, online. Mm-hmm. But because obviously the chemistry is not the same that when you have that person in the room. But you guys, like, how did you manage to leave 2020? Especially because Doing live shows is is your is your life, I believe, right? So, so tell me about it.
3: Yeah. So uh, you know. 2020 was really difficult because we are a band that puts a lot of effort and energy and we, we gain so much energy out of our live show. I mean, you know, we go up there and we really, really pour it out on stage. We're, we're a band that, you know, wears our heart on our sleeve when we when we hit the stage. And you know, we have a lot of fun going out there and, and not only playing for, for people, but meeting new people every night and expanding kind of this community that is 90s kids and and so you know what what we were able to do was was focus on the music that we were creating and put out an ep that we were extremely proud of and and just pray that one day you know we'd be able to get back on the road and you know it looks like with things going the way they are that that you know that is going to get to happen um fingers crossed that everything continues you know along the right path and you know, um, everything happens that needs to, but, um, you know, we got a couple festivals coming up and, you know, potentially a tour here in the winter. Um, uh-huh. And so it's just, uh, it's going to be really cathartic to uh, turn the page from 2020 and get back to doing, you know, what we love to do most, which is bringing these songs to life in front of people.
1: And I really hope that for the next year, 2022, that tour it could come back here to Europe, you know, that would be amazing, right? yeah absolutely we've actually never toured in europe and
3: it's uh it's a uh long time dream of ours um you know we've, we've definitely it's got come some to
1: london, then. <laughs> <laughs> i'm actually here in soho right now and obviously i think you guys are gonna love to perform in Camden, town in london
3: i've heard so many great things we've got a couple uh online internet band friends over there in the uk that we're itching to come over and play some shows with so uh you know what that'll be at first on the bucket
1: list out there and believe me, that I will be in front row when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> you better be! Yeah, I will, I, honestly, from the heart, I promise that I will be in front row when that happens. I'll hold you to it, man, singing along to Mandy Moore. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> so what's the plan for the rest of 2021? Because Mandy Moore was uh, actually released, I think, like nearly a month ago, or more than a month ago, I believe. And um, what is the plan for the rest of 2021 in terms of music?
3: Yeah, so we've got a lot that we've been working on and it's it's stuff that we're really proud of, right? It's kind of exploring that nostalgic kind of late 90s, early 2000s feel. And you know, we've, we've got a lot of tracks coming up that I think are different for us and pushing the envelope in ways that we're really excited to show our fans. Things that really you know speak to the era that, that we were born in and that we grew up falling in love with music in. Um, and, and also just pushing ourselves as writers. And, and so I think you'll start to see that roll out in the early fall through the winter. And then obviously supplementing all of that with a, uh, with a U.S. tour that we can't quite talk about yet. But we are just so excited to put this music out and, you know, judging by the way people have connected so far this year with Growing Up and with Mandy Moore, um, you know, we really think that we've kind of found our frequency as a band and, you know, we've kind of found our voice. And so we're re-
1: really, really excited to show people what we're working on in the fall. No, definitely. Because, for example, the Mandy Moore, it was the song that we managed to discover more about, about how cool and amazing you guys are. Let's talk about Growing Up, uh, which is a track that you previously released, not with a no longer difference than, than Monday morning. I think it was like a month difference between each track. It was really back, released back in May, yes. So uh, tell me about this song. When do you write it? And what's the story behind the track?
3: Yeah, so Growing Up is, uh, I mean, it's, it's top two or three, if not my favorite 90s kids song. Um, and, and really, I think. Personally, for me, writing that song was really important because, um, you know, we wrote the EP Doing Love Wrong and we released it in November of 2020. And then right after that, all all four of us, unfortunately, came down with COVID. We were down for the count for two or three weeks and then uh, really just kind of uh, took a long break from writing music and, and came back early 2021 and, and really had trouble sort of uh, finding inspiration after, you know, dealing with with COVID and with, you know, just, just the general kind of slump after releasing, you know, such a huge project. And growing up was was so great because we wrote it with a close friend uh, named Austin Niverell down in Nashville. And, uh, you know, really what, what we were trying to say with the song is just what every 20 something feels when they, you know, kind of maybe they get out of school or get their first real job and uh, man like growing up kind of sucks and and uh, um, you know i think uh, sometimes we just have to say it and we have to make fun of it a little bit we have to understand that yeah you know what uh, life is not necessarily all
1: it's cracked up to be in the movies and actually let me tell you that growing up it sucks <laughs> it does <laughs> you know it, it does completely Corey thank you so much for being on the b nation podcast it was an absolute pleasure to have you here on the show. Let me tell you that from now on, every single record from uh, the 90s is, is gonna be here on the show. You guys have a platform and next year, uh, and whenever that happens, that you guys like coming to the UK hopefully, you know that you have like uh, here a place in Soho to obviously come to have a chat,
3: right? Well, I can't thank you enough, Miguel. That that means the world to us. That you're not only supporting us on the on the podcast, but you know that we've got a
1: uh, got a group out there in, in Soho to to no, hang out I mean, with when we play. So <laughs> all our support from now on, that is what you guys are going to have from every single upcoming release.
3: Honestly, from the heart. Hey, this is Corey from '90s Kids, and this song is called "Growing Up." You're hearing it on the B Nation Podcast. Take a box red wine And
2: complaining that my rent is just too high I remember back when 25
1: An American single songwriter that uh, she just released her latest single that is called "Pull One Out," and we had the pleasure to receive on the B Nation podcast to Hallie Gould. Hallie, how are you?
4: Hi, good. How are you?
1: Welcome to the B Nation podcast. It's an absolutely pleasure to have you here on the show.
4: Oh, okay. thank you so much for having me.
1: I mean, it's a, a completely an honor because we started to play on the show "Pull One Out." Actually, we have a second show as well the, that is called "Backstage," where in the latest episode, you can hear your track, by the way. And actually, it, for anyone out there that is discovering your music right now, I just want to say first of all that you previously you had a journey on a on a girl band called Dame, and it was a, a, I believe that it was an experience for you. And you just started to release music last year. Your debut single was called Butterflies, and you released it actually on a on a very Uh, let's say challenging time which obviously was like to be in the middle of a pandemic you know yeah so I want to ask you first of all what did you learn from your journey on the girl band and obviously during the time that you uh, were uh, preparing your solo music that now you feel like it's it's one of the main elements in in your music right
4: now so what's crazy about how I got into um, the music industry in a sense was one starting at a very young age and at the point of not really knowing who I was, and then jumping into a girl group where I was lucky enough to be managed by Boyz to Men's very own Sean Stockman, and basically moved my entire life living with three other girls in a different state. Um, basically, in a sense, that was my growing up period, my college point for everyone. Like, I definitely did the whole growing up differently. And that for sure has turned me into the girl that I am today in terms of how confident I am right now, who I am, what I give off and my presence to people, how I respect somebody, how I you know, present myself. It all definitely weighs into how I started. And I can't forget that a lot of people forget where they started. So that certainly plays a big role in my life.
1: Yeah, exactly. For, for learning, and that's what I, w- I was about to say. That like, um, I felt like there is like a huge difference between being given everything on the girl band, to obviously to learn as an adult, like what is actually behind the music industry, and, and which at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you appreciate that, right?
4: Exactly. I definitely found a love for not just. The music that we hear today after it's all done, but what process and how it was done. I fell in love with doing that and, you know, I fell in love with songwriting. That was my therapy when I was sad, when I was, you know, at my lowest and I couldn't talk to anybody and I was too afraid to do that. I leaned towards songwriting and especially writing about the things that nobody tends to talk about in a real life situation or talking about the questions that people may not have the answers to and sometimes we don't have those answers and we'll never get those answers but i wanted to be the songwriter that brought up different topics rather than just your average love song
1: yeah and actually let me tell you something because you're doing so well on that one because when I heard for the first time Pull One Out, I, I didn't know like anything about you. Like I was just like hearing the, the track straight away. And then when, when I managed to find out that obviously you, you have a journey that you were previously on a girl band, I was shocked because like, seems like that there's like two different persons, like in, in, in the meantime, obviously the one, um, obviously the one you were on the girl band, you were younger, That that is, no, you know? But I'm talking about on the way that like, your music sounds, you know, I think like, It's uh, clearly a significant evolution over there, which is positive at the end of the day, right?
4: Oh, extremely. And I feel like that's why I still love this business and love songwriting and love recording and performing because every day is going to be something different. Every day you're going to hear something new. Every day you're going to learn different things and you're going to write it down. And it's going to turn out to be a song that may not only change your life, but somebody else's. It really is such a great... Experience and a great journey for me to be on.
1: No, it's definitely, totally. Let's talk about one of your uh, songs, because here we we play on the B Nation podcast. Put one out, but always the, we we love to find out more about about the artist. So we're gonna play a second track, which is your previous single, that is called "Know Yourself Out." Tell me a little bit more about this track. When did you write it, and what's the story behind it?
4: So, Knock Yourself Out. That song was such a turning point for me because that was the first song I realized what I really wanted to zone in on in terms of my sound I wanted it to be different in a sense of what people haven't heard yet but what's on the rise as well so production wise that was a huge turning point for me when it came to lyrics I am somebody and I I can't deny it I take everything that has actually happened to me in real life and Put it in my song. So the whole scenario of a friend of mine coming up to me and asking me if they could go for my ex, Uh that was a situation that I couldn't not talk about because a lot of, I feel like a lot of people. Are either in those situations where like girlfriends ask girlfriends like hey like do you like this guy because i'm gonna go for him or like i want to talk to this person and you know i feel like in a sense we're all way too nice and we don't want to step on people's toes to start an argument if it is a problem but i i turned it into what is one of my favorite songs uh and even so too like people of course always reach out to me afterwards and they're like is this about me and i was like you know <laughs> great inspiration i still love you <laughs> um, i can't hold my feelings back i can't are
1: you, are you using that as well as a therapy for yourself absolutely totally definitely and i guess that it it, it might it might be feel feel you relief it might be feel that you're great obviously to talk about in your music right
4: yes extremely <laughs> <laughs> Hey y'all! It's Haley Gold, and this is my song "Knock Yourself Out" on the B Nation podcast. With the next, I haven't thought about until you brought him up.
5: Just enough why I hear he's kind of a shitty guy. Screwed around with my heart. Now you. Okay with that, he could be a soulmate
1: To just hear Your uh, Yourself Out, which is uh, one of the tracks from Heli Gold that she is with us today on, on the B Nation podcast, presenting her latest single that we're going to hear in a second, that is called "Pull One Out. Heli, uh, we are going to talk about your debut single, which is called Butterflies, and that you released uh, last year, during a significant time that obviously was a pandemic. And I guess that it was actually challenging for you, right? Um, because no, it wasn't easy to, to release music during this, this particular time. My question is, what was your main challenge as an artist during this pandemic, and what did you learn from it?
4: That is such a big question. Um, I would say during the pandemic, as a songwriter I and an artist, I feel like the only missing puzzle piece that we all struggled with was performing live, and that is such a big part of who we are as recording artists and performers, is of course being in front of the people who want to listen to us and give our music the opportunity to be heard, whether it's in their ears or anybody else's ears. So that was, I think, just the biggest missing piece of COVID. But for me, as a weird twist of faith, I really, I guess, strived in a sense as a songwriter because I was able to reach out to so many other people, so many other talented artists, performers, producers, songwriters from everywhere across the world, basically just through Instagram or Facebook and writing these people and being like, hey, like I've heard all of your stuff through the pandemic and I would love to work with you. And that's just the beauty of the music industry and Writing and recording and, you know, being creative, like it's a common craft that people really zone in on and you can learn so much from other people. So I always traveled, but being able to do a songwriting session over Zoom was one first very challenging because you always want to lean on people's physical emotions um when you're next to them which also helps the writing process but still doing it over the pandemic and doing it over the computer like i wrote pour one out and knock yourself out through a zoom session like anything is possible when it came to getting a song done and
1: recorded and released no definitely and i was about to say that um Uh, you will be surprised maybe but like uh, what you were basically describing. It was uh, one of the the, the common thoughts on on a lot of artists that we have here on the show. Did you push yourself to learn something that you thought that like never ever in a million times I would do this, basically.
4: You know what? Um, In terms of writing and music, I did pick up the piano. I'm still not Beethoven by any means but I always struggled in a sense because I I tend to write songs without even thinking of keys and chords and being next to a piano or guitar like the way I write truly is how I travel like I was I would be in cars I would be on trains and planes and just be one with myself for however long I was in you know traveling for and so happened my best songs ended up being the ones that I was traveling. I picked up the piano because I was like thinking to myself when am I ever going to get the opportunity again not knowing to be in front of producers and people that could creatively work with my style and my sound so I had you know picked up the piano I tried the guitar as much as I love the guitar I try to have every aspect of the guitar in every single one of my songs I think it's such a beautiful instrument I cannot play it
1: <laughs> so. yeah, well, that's fantastic I wanna ask you now that uh, well it seems like kind of slowly like uh, reopening again and I mean, the world is reopening again, and obviously like, so many artists they are starting to do live shows, or like, they are starting to plan to do live shows during the rest of 2021, 2022. Uh, You told me before that like, this is something that it was like, very important for you. Have you thought about doing any live shows, like, uh, during this year? Any plans, like, uh, in the future for that?
4: It is certainly in the works. Now that everything is opening up and understanding more about each venue's restrictions, and what they want, and all this, because yeah, again, what I really am hoping for with all of this is safety and health is key. I don't want to put anybody in any dangerous sort of situation um, in terms of performing. So I would just want to make sure, of course, um, that we're following all the guidelines that each state and each venue is having before we really say that I am going out of performing. But that is certainly in the works. I don't see myself not performing. <laughs> so <laughs> of that, will, that will definitely be happening very soon.
1: Right. And let's talk about music because obviously like the latest start that we know is "Who One Out. So what can we expect next uh, during the rest of
4: 2021? Ooh, um, certainly there's going to be a lot more music uh, coming out. Those two were just the, the start of the new sound The new stories and the experiences that I've been through, whether they're old or during the pandemic, I definitely want to keep the music alive and my stories alive because they have become very interesting. So um, yeah, other than that, I am constantly writing and recording. So there's definitely a lot more planned and in store, which I'm very excited about.
1: Yeah. Any plans, anybody word for a possibly potential EP in the future?
4: Yes. So we are currently right now determining, so to say, Uh, which ones are going on the EP because I write and record every single day so there's a lot that I have to go through and some of them are uh, absolutely incredible um, that maybe don't belong on an EP that maybe will go on an album like we're just really living with the music right now and making sure that whatever I put out is right for me as an artist and me as a person
1: no, uh, that, and that is absolutely fantastic. Right, uh, Heli, uh, let's talk about Pull One Out, which is your latest single, which is for me such a powerful track. Tell me a little bit more about this track, uh, about Pull One Out, and what, once you write it, what's to story behind the track?
4: So this song is actually very, very sentimental and a big part of me actually letting go of a relationship that I've held on to for way too long. So, the story behind the song um, actually dates back to my third single that came out in 2020 called Montana. So, that was the part one. And Pour One Out is the last final part two sequel of that one relationship. And it was the first song that I fully wrote by myself, alone in my room, just really thinking about moving on
1: but i believe that like when you hear from the audience saying that oh this is something that they can relate i think that's one of the best rewards for any songwriter right
4: yes it was certainly a goal of mine for sure
1: definitely so we're gonna we're gonna hear pull one out right now but first of all i just want to say heli uh, thank you so much for for being on the b nation podcast it was an absolutely pleasure to have you here on the show and you know like uh, you have a, a place here to to have a chat like any any time that you would like all right
4: oh thank you so much this was absolutely so much fun i am so glad to be here and of course we'll have to do this again soon
1: definitely yes of course
4: hey guys i'm Haley gold and this is my latest single pour one out on the b nation podcast and weekend, I would take the training.
5: I wish I didn't know your address, And now Days I missed Halloween with every one of my friends So I would see you instead I wish that I could take it all back You know the stars that we glued on the ceiling I'd rip them off Cause saying that we touched the stars was all a rip so what? Pouring out for the first time we met. Pouring out for the months that we had. Ooh. So I could forget. So I can't forget. Pour out cause I learned from you. Pour out cause I hate I loved you. Ooh. So let me forget. So I can't forget. forget. I tried reaching out thinking that it was all me. Could just be, but that's fine. I found someone better for me. You know, the stars that we glued on the ceiling, I'd rip them off. Cause saying that we touched the stars was all the rip
1: this song is called Pour One Out, and we have an incredible time talking to Haley Gold. Coming up on the B-Nation podcast, Zoe Ferguson is on the show, but for now, it's time to receive our first musical guest of this episode, presenting one of the songs of her just-released EP, Sad Girl Summer, Please welcome Therese.
6: Hi, I'm Therese, and this is my song, Sad Girl, that I'm going to perform for the B Nation podcast. I only show you what I want to show you. Only show you what you want to see. It's a fantasy I'm making for you. And I can paint it perfectly. Yeah, I sip champagne and pics at the party. People with names, really somebody. Love it when they're looking at me. It's the only thing that makes me happy Ooh, you're gonna like What you see Living the high life But the real me Is a sad girl with diamonds on her arm I'm a sad girl with that Louis Vuitton But I'm a good girl at hiding what's wrong Cause you can't be a sad girl when the camera's on strangers saying that they know me but no one knows a real thing and the friends that have my number only call me when they need something yeah sometimes i get so goddamn lonely tears under my makeup but don't tell nobody cause there's no shame in being shameless And you can't have feelings if you're famous Oh, I'm a sad girl with diamonds on her arm I'm a sad girl with that Louis Vuitton But I'm good girl at hiding what's wrong Cause you can't be a sad girl when the camera's on On her own, Mama. Sad girl with that Louis Vuitton bottom. Good girl, let out. what's wrong? Cause you can't be a sad girl. Obama, oh, sad girl with diamonds on her own, Mama. Sad girl with that Louis Vuitton bottom.
1: guest she comes from portland and she's actually coming to the b nation podcast to present her latest single that is called stop asking my friends about about me she is Zoe ferguson so how are you i'm good how are you welcome to the b nation podcast it's an absolutely pleasure to have you here on Thank the show especially you. with songs like that one because It's it's a song that actually like is with a very impressive title, you know, because I don't think like we managed to have songs like with a direct title like that one. You know what I mean?
7: Yeah, no, totally. Um, Yeah, Yeah. there was like a lot of speculation around the title. Everyone was like, are you sure you want it to be that long? And I was like, yes, it has to be that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So let me ask you, first of all, about the other track that he actually it, it managed to do like, really well, that is called I'm Okay. It's a song that you released last year in February 2020. And it's a song that it actually was released one month before COVID hit, you know? Yeah. And actually, like, I want to ask you, um, because it's a song that it talks about anxiety. I mean, I mean actually, the, the struggles that we have with anxiety, you know?
5: Mm-hmm.
1: And when did you write that track? and you know like it it was actually surreal that like there obviously a lot of people that they feel related to that song you know what i mean because obviously of the of the current circumstances you know When yeah that track and tell me what it means that song for you
7: um so i'm okay i i came up with the idea in the shower i literally like was in the shower and i was singing, like, even if you think I'm not, even if I cry a lot. And then I literally, like, got out of the shower and I recorded it on voice memo. Um, and it was just kind of, like, an idea that came to my head because um, I I was struggling with an eating disorder. And it was just, like, that's kind of what I wrote the song about was really just, like, not wanting to go out because I didn't feel comfortable in, like, my own skin. And I I just wanted to stay home. And everyone was kind of, like... I was pushing a lot of people away and I was just kind of like, I'm okay. The irony of the song is like, you're not okay. Even though you're saying you are and, like telling everyone you're fine, even though you're not. And, um, so I just kind of went into the studio. Um, I record with Drew Alexander. He's based in Los Angeles. And, um, we, I had that line and I was like, I want to write about this. And then like, it, it really just fell into place. Like I wrote the song and like, under an hour it was just like something that needed to come out of me and it was just like the best honestly it's my favorite song I've ever written just because it's the one song that I feel like you really just like see all of me and kind of like it's the truest song that I've ever written like about myself I'm normally writing about other people and yeah it's just me
1: and actually, do you feel like it was kind of like a therapy? Like, do you feel relief after writing that song?
7: Yeah, no, I really needed to write that. And I think the reason it's my biggest song is because so many people can feel that. And like, it was just ironic that I wrote it right before yeah. COVID.
1: Yeah, and actually like, you know, like COVID, it was one of the times where like a lot of people that they unfortunately, you know, like they, they, they struggle with their mental health, you know, like and mm-hmm. especially on times like this. And I think that, that is why it actually, it came a a song that I could feel like related to so many people, you know?
7: Yeah. Hi, I'm Zoe Ferguson and you're listening to my track, I'm Okay on the B Nation podcast.
1: You just hear I'm OK, which is a song that uh, is by our guest, Zoe Ferguson, that she's with us uh, today on the show. And we are about to ask you about your new track, which is called Stop Asking My, uh, My Friends About Me. And it's a song that I really wanted to find out like a little bit more about it, but that's going to be in a second. We were talking about I'm OK, a song that actually like reflects the, the struggles with, with mental health. Actually, like, so, so like, you released, as, as far as I know, like, five tracks already since, like, 2019. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So it's like, you actually, I mean, when you, you write music, like, do you feel like it has to be very personal? Do you write about experiences in your life? Or, or how is actually your inspiration when you do songwriting?
7: Yeah, Um. so... My whole EP that is coming out here pretty soon, um, I wrote it about getting over your very first love. And so I thought, like, obviously I really stopped asking my friends about me because um, it was just kind of like, A detrimental point I think in getting over somebody is like when you hear them talking about you and it's just kind of like what do you do with that information um and I just kind of thought it would be like a really interesting because I've never really heard a song like that um and I actually wrote it because when I was in the studio um I was listening to Drew like make the beat and everything and my friend actually texted me and was like Hey, like so-and-so kept asking me about you last night and I like didn't know what to do with the information. I was just kind of like angry for no reason. And I just used it as fuel to my fire. And it's just like, you know what? Why don't I just write about that? Cause that sounds kind of fun. And, um, and yeah, like I, I'm actually dating somebody right now. We've been dating for like almost two years and I am like, he's the best. So I have nothing bad to write. And so when I can like tune into like other relationships that I've had in the past that can like set me off. Like I needed that. So, cause I have nothing bad to write about the guy I'm dating now. So it was just kind of like, well, why don't I write about this? Like it sounds fun to me. And so that's kind of where stop asking my friends came, came out and Drew helps me write as well. So some of the lines came from him and some came from me and it was just like a really fun song to write
1: no definitely it's actually like a a really fun song to write actually like i have we have a co-host on the on the show like the other day that uh he said that it's it's actually a very if you cannot hear the track you know let's say that for example that you don't hear the track right he was like saying that it's a very not um imperative but like more like affirmative you know like on our website, and stop asking i mean there could be a lot of like different interpretations just we only reading the title but obviously when you hear the song it's, it's another completely different story you know so yeah like, which is which is great it's fantastic what can we expect from you on that AP like what exactly what are we gonna find out when it comes out
7: yeah you're kind of gonna it's literally like reading my diary um, I've been writing these songs over the last year and I've just like experienced so much over the last year obviously with COVID and stuff um, but you're definitely gonna expect a lot of i like to call them bops like when i'm in the studio like we're like okay we need another another bop song which is like another upbeat um kind of like feel good song where you just want to dance and kind of like um just like relate uh so yeah you're definitely gonna have a lot of songs that you're gonna relate to there's definitely a lot of songs um about like relationships about friendly relationships like with friends um and then there's a few sad songs but yeah and then like in the end the whole the whole ep is really about like like in the in the beginning you're so upset that like you're broken up with you're so upset that like you're like love's never gonna work out and then in the end you're like you know what i'm over this like i i was never supposed to be upset about this in the first place. And I'm I'm okay now. So that was kind of like what I was trying to do with the EP and that's what you can expect.
1: Amazing. hint when it actually is gonna come out. Any any ideas?
7: It's coming out in September. I'm actually releasing the um, title of the E P and the release date in like about three weeks so i'm really really excited
1: oh amazing we can we cannot wait obviously to to find out you know like because uh, i'm pretty sure that it's gonna be obviously a a special moment for you yeah uh, how long have you been working on that ep by the way
7: i've been working on the ep for about a year um yeah i've been writing the songs like over quarantine um and before quarantine and everything so it's been a while and it's long anticipated
1: Right. And during quarantine, what was the the most significant challenge that you managed to experience, let's say like that, in order when when you were making music? Because, for example, we have a lot of artists here on the show. that Mm -hmm. They told me that obviously having a songwriting session with another songwriter over Zoom, it was a little bit awkward because obviously the the chemistry is not like the same that uh, when you are in the the room with that person. In your case, what was like the most... Significant challenge, the thing that you managed to, that you have to learn during the, uh, the, the times that we're living in at the moment?
7: Yeah, I was um, pretty fortunate that I've worked with Drew before. He's actually produced um, a quite, he's produced Beg For Me and I'm Okay um, that I released before this. So I knew him very well. And so the biggest thing for me was that I couldn't be in the studio with him because I really do like to write with. producer like while they're making the track because I'm just like in the headspace but luckily I write just with Drew and just myself so the hardest thing for me was just coming up with like new chords on the piano coming up with new melodies like myself and like Figuring out kind of what I wanted to do, like by myself, and I'm used to that. But I just prefer to write to a track because it's so much more fun, in my opinion. But I wrote a lot of sad songs on the on the piano, which I like writing upbeat songs. But I wrote a lot of sad ones that year, and it was obviously a very sad year for a lot of people. So I think it was just like how I was feeling in the moment. But yeah,
1: yeah. So was it har- was it hard to be inspired?
7: It was hard to be inspired, but um, I really like just coming up with things and I I would like write based off other songs I heard like just like I don't know writing a song like in reply to like a song that I heard um, was my biggest tactic of writing songs Um, so yeah
1: great fantastic and so like what can we expect from you apart obviously for that release of the EP in, in that it comes out in September In Uh 2021, like, are you planning to do any live gigs uh, um, in the U.S.? Like, have you thought about, obviously, to do live shows in the future?
7: Um, I don't have anything scheduled at the moment, but right now I'm really focusing on, like, visuals. I'm actually flying to L.A. tomorrow morning, and on Saturday and Sunday I'm doing two um, music videos for the songs so that they can come out on the day the EP comes out. And the She's So Pretty um, music video is going to come out on the same day as She's So Pretty, which comes out August 20th. So I'm super excited about that. So, that's yeah. the
1: day of my birthday.
7: Oh, no way. Happy birthday. Yes. <laughs>
1: Thank a you. Good day. <laughs> yeah, that's the day of my birthday. I was, I think, August 20th. I think that's the day of my birthday. <laughs> okay,
7: awesome. Yeah, well, August 20th, your birthday, and She's So Pretty will come out.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. What a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, I mean, and and I guess that obviously you can, you cannot wait for that. And I'm pretty sure that like live music is something that maybe in 2022.
7: Yeah, hopefully. Um, I'm just, my manager's going to figure out, like, hopefully I can do some shows and uh, maybe open up for some people um but yeah i really want to so and,
1: and you know what i mean there is no literally like i mean obviously there is like anger for live music but doing that the fact the fact that like the the world is reopening right now you know so it's kind of like reopening um, a lot of artists they prefer to to wait until everything has been secure for so many people to be to perform again you know
7: yeah no definitely um back in oregon where i'm currently living um Mask mandates are coming back. We had lifted them for a little bit, but they're coming back. And the Delta variant is definitely scary. So, live shows aren't like something I'm super, super interested in yet. But I'm definitely like wanting to do them once everything's safe.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully, like things after what you just say, like start. I mean, maybe like in the in a few months, like if everything everyone gets vaccinated, you know, I mean, yeah, mostly people, the, the population, the the population gets vaccinated.
4: So yeah,
1: it will be you know calm. anyway so she's so pretty like comes out like very soon are you excited about that
7: i'm really excited about that um it's definitely one of my favorite songs that i've done so far and it was super fun to write and i'm just really excited for like everyone to hear it honestly
1: amazing that is great so so i just want to say thank you so much for being on the b nation podcast Honestly.
7: Thank you Hi, I'm Zoe Ferguson And you're listening to my song Stop asking my friends about me On the B Nation podcast i Haven't
5: seen you in a few years Kinda think it's weird to hear You've been wondering about me did <laughs> <laughs> you think I'd be drowning in tears Hiding in a corner in tears Would it hurt to know You
1: It's a banger and it's called stop asking my friends about me what a lovely chat that we had with Zoe Ferguson also I just want to say that I enjoy so much Teres performance thank you so much to Teres for that performance and remember that this Monday on backstage with Tom Featherstone Teres is going to be on the show introducing track by track her debut EP now it's time to receive the second musical guest of this episode please welcome Natalie Shea
5: Hey guys, I'm Natalie Shae, and I'll be performing my song "Naked" on the B Nation podcast. You say it's not your fight, and I'm the best thing in your life. the
1: Bravo! Woohoo! Thank you so much to Natalie Shea for that incredible performance of her song Woman. And that's it. That's everything from us. We have such an incredible episode of the B Nation podcast, and I just want to say thank you so much to our guests, Nairis Kids, Hailey Gold, Zoe Ferguson, Harris, and Natalie Shea. And now, it's time for an announcement that is the announcement that we were talking about. We mentioned it at the beginning of season five that this is the season of twists and surprises. We promised to announce what's gonna happen in the final episodes of this season. And as you know that the day is approaching, it's time to get serious and tell you all the details. As we announced, this is season five of the B Nation podcast where we are releasing 16 brand new episodes. By the time that we release our episode 16, and that's gonna be on September 10th. On that date, we're gonna be thrilled to announce that more than 50 artists were, a guest on the B Nation podcast. 50 artists that they are the most diverse in every single genre that you can imagine. 50 artists that brings the best new music from around the world. This episode is called Viva La Musica for a reason. We also say that we are celebrating music, and we are not just celebrating music. We are celebrating every single artist who has been a guest on the B Nation podcast. If you were listening the podcast for a while, back on Season 3, we did a big finale event called "Be in the Final Three, where we were celebrating Season 3 on the last three episodes of the season with a massive event. So we want to bring back that spirit, and on Season 5, we are introducing B Nation 50. Yes, that is gonna be our new hashtag be nation 50 remember hashtag be nation 50 remember hashtag be nation 50 this is a big finale event with thousands of surprises that you shouldn't miss the first one is that next friday we're gonna have a special episode of backstage with tom Featherstone called the countdown where we are going to reveal Everything, everything, everything that is going to happen on B Nation 50. And also, we're going to be joined by Lai and Sophia Scott that they're going to be our guests. Yes! (laughs) So, episode 14 will be the act one, and it will be released on September 3rd. Episode 15 will be the Act 2, and it will be released on Monday, September seventh. And episode 16 will be our season finale, and it will be released on September 10. Also, the last episodes of Backstage of this season will be released at the same time as the last three episodes. Will was on the production of the show, Shell and Laura are part of the team, and my name is Miguel. Thank you so much for listening another episode of the B Nation podcast, and remember that next week, we have a special episode of Backstage with a Tom Featherstone called Handdown and episode 14 of the B Nation podcast is going to be on September 3rd with Act 1 of B Nation 50. Please don't miss it because it's gonna be spectacular. Until now, stay safe, I wish you all the best and remember to check all the episodes on the Ciao ciao!